0: My guest today is my good friend, Sumit Chatterjee, calling all the way from my hometown, St. Louis, Missouri.
1: Justin, thanks very much for having me. I was really excited when you told me about you showing up a podcast. I would love to be a part of it, and I'm just grateful to be here right now.
0: Definitely. So we have been friends since about seventh grade. And one thing that I really love and appreciate about you as a person is you've always been just like a really nice dude to everybody. And you're a super supportive guy, especially when I told you about this podcast. As soon as I told you, you were just... All over giving ideas, giving feedback, suggestions, tips, anything. And uh, I think people don't really realize that about you all the time is really how supportive you really are as a person. Would you agree with that?
1: I appreciate you saying that. I mean, yeah, man. When you told me about your podcast, I mean, I was really excited about it. i listened to a decent bit of podcast so i was like really interested to see what kind of direction you were going with it yeah for and, sure like uh if there's anything i could do of any way i could be a part of it like i was just really excited to i mean i guess yours and all but like my first to was to like try and help or like you know be a part of it because that's something really exciting and like anything i could do i'll definitely go out of my way to do it for sure
0: yeah man that's that's what i love about you and here we are now you know help me out yeah, a huge this
1: is, like living the dream
0: you are also one of the smartest dudes i know and i I mean that. No, no, I know you're going to say that, but I mean that seriously, dude. You're one of the smartest dudes I know. From my understanding, you are attending Virginia Tech, studying chemical engineering with a minor in green engineering.
1: That's correct. I recently I just passed my uh, Calc 2 class. that uh, is really? Can I this? Yeah, of course. Uh, uh, it was fucking me to Virginia Tech. <laughs> my, teacher, my teacher was complete trash, not going to drop any dance or anything. But let's just say our test averages were 56s, and
2: it was not
1: good. had to withdraw. had to take some classes here at St. Louis University, you know. Uh, really? Shut out. Yeah, and uh, so I went a lot better this time. And uh, the 28th, I have to apply to get into the chemical engineering program. But because my GPA is where it is, I automatically get accepted into the program.
0: Dude, that's insane. So what exactly, at least for me, because I'm not sure, and I'm sure a lot of people listening aren't 100% sure, but what exactly is chemical engineering? Like, what are you doing?
1: Basically, what I would be doing is finding different alternative ways to create basically like the stuff that we use in everyday lives, like different things a chemical engineer can work into. One aspect could be like something I'm possibly looking into as early as like next summer be working with uh, Pfizer, a big pharmaceutical company, uh, ways that we can uh, create newer, safer drugs to treat some of the illnesses that uh, ail us as it is right now. Another thing actually that I was really interested in doing possibly is working at a water treatment facility because nowadays more people are more environmentally friendly. A thing that was really attractive to me about possibly uh, being a part of a water treatment facility is that my dad was actually the one that told me about this, organic chemist, so he's in the chemical field as well. He said that uh, a lot of Virginia Tech graduates go on to work at these water treatment facilities, build up ownership over a uh, five to ten year span throughout, you know, buying stocks and shares from the uh, current owner, eventually going to own it and then sell it for a couple million dollars, which I think would be a pretty good call my really, part. It really set me up for life. And that's something that I'd really be interested in doing.
0: DM, and, so uh, is that the direction that you're thinking you want to take this, is eventually be owning your own business of some sort, your own company?
1: I think definitely that would be something of interest to me because that would not only set me up, I mean, I've joked about this in the past, but I mean, honestly, uh, Starting up a startup company would be really intriguing on my end. I thought about maybe, like, going into, like, the limitless field. That's always been kind of, uh, you know, taboo. You know, no one really knows what's going on with that. That
2: might, yeah. might
1: have to delve into. You know, it's just a lot of things that are interesting that we don't really unclear right now that, you know, having that kind of money in my back pocket will allow me uh, allow me freedom and access to do what I please Oh, way.
2: yeah, dude.
0: And just open up a lot of doors for you, like, things that you – Things that you would want to do and know you have the capability of doing but don't necessarily have the capital to start it up or whatnot, that extra money, that could go a long way. And, like, honestly, who's who knows what you could end up doing with that?
1: You nailed that right on. That was dead on. Exactly. I'm really excited to see what the future holds. You know, Virginia Tech has a really good competitive program. And I've so heard a lot of good things. On top. I mean, well, it'll be a couple of <laughs> really interesting years, to say the least, but, I mean, the really good thing is, I mean, I, I really want to have you out there, especially my senior year, because let me tell you, I'm taking like, I think it's only like two actual in-major classes and the rest of them are electives. So,
2: really? It's a lot
1: of time to be uh, extracurricular activities. Yeah. Like, <laughs> wink, wink, nunch, nunch. Yeah, right? But uh, I was actually there, I was talking about this like, I don't think I ever told you about this, but uh, I was talking to my dad, possibly, because I remember I saw you at uh, Jack's Wake and then Jack's Funeral. Yeah. I was like, you know, I was really good to see you. I hadn't seen you in a while. I was like, Yeah, you too, man, you for know, sure. Spur of the moment thing, I was like, you know, I asked my dad, like, what if I just went up to Montana, you know? Like, I never asked you this, but like, that's, that's something I was thinking about, because I was like, yeah, I really, like, I really fucking miss that, dude. Like,
0: you know? Oh, dude, so I, I would be, like, I would be more than willing suck, to dude. have you come up here.
1: Talk to you were in town for as short as you
0: were, but, like, you know. Yeah, dude, for sure. If you could get up here to Montana, that'd be awesome. I'd be more than willing. you'd have a place to yeah, stay, yeah. you'd come stay with me. And I could uh, show you around, show you some good hiking spots, be, whatnot. You ever been up here anywhere in the Pacific Northwest?
1: No, no, I think the only part of West I've been to is California, and Colorado, like Nevada, more Southwest, not up to not up to Northwest. My dad was actually just up there. He was in Oregon. Oh, really? Visiting his old, uh, yeah, his old professor. He went up to Oregon, and then I uh, think he came back. Yeah.
0: That's cool, dude. I just had a friend in Oregon. She just got back like two days ago, I think.
1: See, that's that's one thing I like about. I feel it's kind of comparable between Blacksburg, just where Virginia Tech is, and then I don't know if they're completely comparable, but. Uh, from the understanding I have about Montana, it seems like a lot of outdoorsy type stuff. Virginia Tech is in the rolling hills, man. It's absolutely scenic. It's fucking beautiful. Like, is it? With, yeah, it's. I I really like the area. I mean, also like the 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 climate is like outstanding. Like
0: yeah, what's the, the weather like there?
1: Um. So like we, it was weird because we had like two snow days, but it like it didn't real snow. It was just like kind of ice, but it like wasn't that bad. But the university was still like, fuck it, we're still gonna call school.
2: (laughs) So it was like, all
1: right, that's clutch. And like the most snow we got was like three inches. It wasn't terribly cold. Like I remember in St. Louis, it would get like pretty bad. Oh yeah. But like I think the coldest was like, you know, like low thirties. Like I don't remember it being that cold all that often. Yeah.
0: Oh, dude, I'll tell you what. It gets fucking freezing here in Montana. And <laughs> the dead of winter, dude, we get... Yeah. I forget what it was, but, dude, we had a, about a week last winter where it just snowed nonstop, like, 7 to 8 inches every single day. Negative 15 was the constant temperature throughout the week. Walking outside, like, from your front door to your car, is it's a struggle. That's one thing that I never really realized until coming out here to Montana. Because, like, St. Louis, dude, you pretty much... Anywhere you go, there's civilization somewhere. But in Montana, in the dead of winter, there is a real possibility that, like, if your car shut down, you could get stuck out there and die. Like, that's a a real situation out here. Never had to encounter anything like that before in the suburbs, you know?
2: Yeah,
1: okay, yeah. But uh, I
0: kind of like that. I kind of like that. It makes it a little bit interesting, especially in the winter, you know?
1: Right, especially like in Blacksburg, especially like it's it's really in the middle of nowhere. Like even traveling out of like I drive back and forth to get any like to get back home to St. Louis. Oh, like really?
2: There,
1: you drive, drive back airport. and forth. Right, it's like an eleven-hour drive.
0: That's no but fun.
1: comes to pick me up. Yeah, and it's like four hours. It's the nearest airport. Like it's a real. Oh my god. Even like fly out of there.
0: So it's not even worth it to pay for plane tickets and have to drive four hours to the airport.
1: The only time I flew out was spring break, and uh, my buddy was actually, he was driving up to uh, Arlington, Virginia, because that's where he's at, and uh, flew out of DCA, which is like the closest airport there. Really? Yeah, I don't know.
0: I think the closest I've ever been to Virginia is, I have family in Salisbury, North Carolina. Um huh. been to Memphis, Tennessee, uh-huh. I think that's a yeah, little bit closer, that's about but
1: like six hours, yeah, that's not too far.
0: Yeah, other than that, man, I've never really been, been out that way too much.
1: Uh, it's like I, I don't know much about Montana, and I feel like that's what intrigues me most.
0: That's a lot of people saying,
1: yeah, yeah, the unknown like, of it all. That's so interesting, I don't know how to justify it. And like, I've had this conversation for uh, actually, it's pretty fun. My friend, shout uh, out Emma Gibbons, she uh, she's cool as book it was like an ask just like these really weird places because we had this conversation where like i'll talk about places that i've always wanted to travel like i'm gonna say some dumb ass shit like kazakhstan because like i have that's not dumb
0: dude that's not dumb
1: (laughs) it's not not like dumb but it's not like you know one of those stereotypical answers it's like because i have no idea what the fuck they do or what goes on kazakhstan that's why i want to go like i just i want to learn more about what they do there and that's the whole thought process behind wanting to go and visit
0: there. I'm the it's exact like, same way, dude. Yeah. I really? totally feel you on the, oh yeah, I want to travel <laughs> yeah. everywhere. Like I, I want to go to as many different places as I possibly can, get as many different experiences. Like, you know, with people that are from there and just all these places, uh, like I want to tour Europe really bad. I want to go everywhere just yeah. for the exact reason you're saying is just because I really have no idea what it's like. And I want to get over there and get the experience and figure it out and. Realize that you there's a whole really other world outside the United States.
1: My parents were really good about that because they, like, they wanted me to have experiences like that, so they, like, took me different places when I was younger, and as I was growing up, so, like, I'm really grateful for that. Oh, yeah. You know, actually, my my dad always tells me this, but, like, now that I'm getting older, I feel like more people are, like, willing to do this, like, if you really wanted to, like, you could come to India with me. Like, I'm, I'm going, like, a week or so. so Re- like, not, maybe not this summer, but, like, like next summer when we go like you wanted something.
0: hell yeah dude i would be so down
1: I, i'll give you a preface though like we live in the fucking slump like, <laughs> like i think i remember like you there. saying
0: something about it a while like, <laughs> like a couple <laughs> of years ago you're telling me you had some trip over there
1: <laughs> hey, we're in holes one yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> But goddamn, does that feel like home man just
0: really I, you feel at home know, when you go back be,
1: there it's like a second home i'll put it like that okay it's just the people that are surrounding there it's just like such a family oriented environment
0: do you feel like when you go back there you're kind of like wow like these are my people like not to sound racist at all but like Uh,
1: because
0: i know you're born in the united states and very american but you know what i'm saying
1: no no i totally get what you're saying exactly like it's just so different from the way i live right now it's like refreshing
0: oh i'm sure it's got to be completely different
1: man it's you, you got to come. i was just saying. Like, I'd love to, dude. Like, I'll tell you this. Like, I remember this growing up. Like, we would, I would have the worst jet lag. we wake up, like, 6 o'clock in the morning. Like, no one else is up. Like, we'd just look out our window. we just, it's Michael Vick's fucking wet dream out there. There's, like, <laughs> dog's day up. Like, oh, my, my God. Dog. It's, like, it's weird. Like, it's, like that's so kind do. like, my dad's parents, well, my dad's mom, uh, my dad's dad passed away a couple years ago. And, like, he, uh, we take in, like, stray dogs every, every couple of years and stuff. So. so, like, that's really cool. I, like, ever since I got to college, really, like, my love for dogs has grown exponentially. I'm really dogs? excited to see these dogs. This is, like, I guess the closest I have ever come to ever really owning a dog. So, this is, like, really, I love when I go and visit. Because really? All
0: the stray dogs yeah. there?
1: Yeah. We had a, let's see, we had, I don't even know what the first kind of dog was, but it lived for a while. And then we had a Golden Retriever puppy. It died from worms. Oh. And then we, had, we have Dalmatians now, and then they gave birth, although five of them died. I don't know how. Oh, the no died. way. The strongest, strongest one
0: survived. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that, not dude. Strong.
1: <laughs> the strongest one survived.
0: Yeah. So speaking of India, so I've been reading about this lately. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of this or not, but it's called the okay. North Sentinel Island. You heard of that? Okay. And the Sentinelese? I've not. Okay, so these not... people live on there. They're called the Sentinel sentinel knees sentinel knees something like that sentinel knees tribe and uh, they are these native people to this island and they have gone completely without human contact for the past 60,000 years 55,000 they literally are living zero technology they're living as if they always have in this remote island it's it's not off the coast of india i think it's a couple hundred miles east in the ocean, but it's run by the Indian government and they actually banned any travel, any guests to this island because every time they've tried to make contact with them, like there was some huge hurricane a couple of years ago that came through and just devastated whatever was around it and devastated this island. So the government came in with a helicopter to like check on them, see if they're all right, see if they're still there. And these motherfuckers walk out on the beach with their spears and start shooting arrows at this helicopter. And apparently that's what they do. Anytime somebody tries to make contact with them is just attack them.
1: They sound like much people on steroids.
0: Apparently, in 1991, this dude, uh, Mr. Pandit, made, like, the first peaceful contact with them. And there's, like, some picture of him holding their, one of their hands. But you can look through an aerial view. They've flown drones over it and whatnot. And there's this big yeah. blue spot in the ocean. You can see, and it was from the ship. I don't remember when it was, but this ship where they tried to first make contact with them. And they mm-hmm. sunk the ship, dude. They, like, killed however many people. I, th- I don't know if they killed anybody, but they sunk the ship or were, like, shooting arrows at them, and they had to have, like, a helicopter come in and save them. But, yeah, the ship is still, like, sunken off their coast.
1: I have to look into that. This sounds fucking insane.
0: Yeah, dude, it's crazy. And the I think the reason that the Indian government banned contact with them is because, like, you know, they don't have any diseases sure. that we have. Yeah, exactly. So, like, if we brought over, like, a just a common cold to us, that could potentially yeah. devastate their cool. entire population.
1: Living over there with like polio and shit. Who My knows, dad. dude? Who
0: knows what they dad. have?
1: What if their DNA was like the fucking cure for cancer? Oh, full, full.
0: Could be. <laughs> let's see. Let's see any current events are going on. Um, I don't have too many here. One's kind of funny. You may, you probably heard about this one. This one's a little old, but the CEO of uh-huh. Papa John's, he just had to resign. Uh-huh. Did you hear about that? Uh-huh. <laughs> and apparently, in a conference call, he's thrown out racial slurs, and from uh-huh. what I heard, he threw out the N word in a conference call. I
1: I heard that. <laughs> that's no bueno. Uh, Come on, man! You're the CEO of Papa John's
0: 2018. Let's not be uh, throwing yeah, out the a n-word. I'm too comfortable, you know. Him and him and Payton out on the honeymooning in uh, Zimbabwe or
1: whatnot. I'm being too comfortable throwing that around. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> that might be the case.
0: <laughs> All right, here's one that's super interesting. So apparently, they found they found water on Mars. They found a body of water or a body of liquid. They assume it's water, and it's about 12 miles across, and it's sitting right under the south polar cap of Mars. People love that? <laughs> Not yet. Not yet.
1: You ever, have you seen the movie Interstellar?
0: I have. I have. I really liked dude, it. I thought that oh movie was my. crazy.
1: That movie was unbelievable. There's like four dimensions. He talks to his daughter through like a bookcase or whatnot. Oh,
0: yeah. Dude, that movie yeah. is a complete mindfuck, isn't it?
1: Oh, like, okay, I did, like, I, I took, like, a contemporary physics class that had some of, like, the same kind of principles in that, and, like, I found myself applying that through the fucking, like, movie. Really? Like, I couldn't I couldn't follow, like, the FaceTime c- continuum laughs and the Fordham, I, you know what, honestly, I would have to be baked to even understand that movie, to be honest.
2: <laughs> yeah, dude, like, that was freaking crazy.
1: I, that movie was just super interesting. I was at a loss to words, honestly. I was, like, I was in my dorm, I was watching like two in the morning, I was like, what the fuck!" going on? <laughs> I found myself like of interest but like in awe at the same time. You're just like,
0: I What in deal. the hell I is this?
1: It was super interesting. that was a great movie.
0: Have you seen the new purge yet? I wanna see that so bad. No,
1: I wanna see it. I'm waiting for the the Tuesday night deals where it's like five dollars. Oh month.
0: hell
2: yeah. They renamed it.
1: It's like Marcus Warrenberg. I was like, who the fuck is this dude? I saw Infinity War the other day. Eric, like, it was like, like, actually, like a month or so ago. But that food was like, not terrible. Really? It was pretty decent, yeah. We sat in the front, though, so that kind of sucked. Oh, the chairs. Oh, their chairs are great.
0: Have you been in, okay, have you been into the theater where they have like the like lounge chairs that you can like sleep in and whatnot?
1: Yeah, that was what I was. Doing. <laughs> it was a good For game. Sure. It was a good time. Well, I was. I was talking about this earlier. I was having a debate, right? You think Bill Belichick threw the Super Bowl?
2: Ooh. Because
1: I was talking about this earlier with my dad. Like, you know, there's some pretty overwhelming evidence to suggest the fact that he threw the Super Bowl. Like, I saw a video about it. And it got me thinking. I was like, this motherfucker is making some sense. The reason why is the main reason why it was a little bit of a fact story. The Patriots, they drafted Jimmy Garoppolo a couple of years ago in the second round to be the eventual successor to Tom Brady. They ended up trading him this past year to the 49ers for just a second round pick. Bill Belichick was not a fan of that because he <laughs> he's kinda like the same kind of mindset as Bill Walsh to where he wants to trade his players before they like hit their pe- like before they like start bottoming out in talent. So he wanted he was actually trying to trade Tom Brady instead of Jimmy really? Garoppolo because he felt like Jimmy Garoppolo was the future there. But the owner intervened because, you know, it kinda looks like Tom Brady's like a son. And so that's that's really where it's started with bill belichick now he saw this as like kind of like you know like he's picking him over me so then just like fuck it so he (laughs) let his both of his coordinators offensive defensive coordinators interview for head coaching jobs uh josh mcdaniel's that offensive coordinator he tried to interview for the colts but bob Kraft blocked that because of the whole deflate gate thing matt patricia the defensive coordinator ended up being hired before the super bowl to the detroit lions so he was getting rid of the corner. He was trying to set Brady up to just do this on his own because that's how he felt was he was being looked at because he was out of the picture basically Bob Bob side. So then okay. the day of the Super Bowl, he suspends Malcolm Butler because he really wants this to be on Tom Brady. The and day I mean, of
0: the Super Bowl he suspended him?
1: Malcolm Butler, right, their star quarterback, because he wanted this to be on Tom Brady. And so Was he
0: trying to like screw want- him over, set him up for failure?
1: He, exactly, because, like, he, I mean, you can't just, like, suspend Tom Brady to get back at him. Like, that's, if you want to win this Super Bowl, like, if Bob Craft you this much, then do it on your own. Like, I'm not going to have any part in this.
2: Like, really? he's known
1: for holding grudges. Yeah. And so, yeah, obviously, like, he found some justification to suspend Malcolm Butler. And, like, you look back at that game, you think, in some of those crucial moments, what, they had, like, four passing touchdowns? Like, you don't think Malcolm Butler could have made a couple plays on it to stop the game, maybe swing it the other direction? Granted, Brady had himself a solid game, but like, I wish not him up. I mean, that's that's a. I mean, who do you think's more important there? That's a that's a good debate.
0: So you think that he did that to throw the Super Bowl, or just for his own? I guess grudge that he's holding, trying to get back at somebody.
1: Grudge, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I don't think he'd. Get, nah, he wanted him to do it on his own. Cause I think, I think next next year we could, as early as next year, because even ground stop every time we could see him out of there. Did you still follow the Cardinals?
0: Yeah, that's pretty much the only baseball team I really into.
1: But what, what's the nearest one? Is it the Mariners? Yeah. That's one, team, you should, that's one team you should buy. You can't be fucking dealing with this inconsistent bullshit. down there. <laughs> shit show to watch. Are you kidding me? But the other fucking night, we had back-to-back no-hitters going uh, back-to-back games until the seventh or eighth inning. And then, like, one of them, we had a 1-0 lead going to the ninth, two outs, fucking Bud Norris blows that shit. And then the, the very next day, the same shit happened. We fucking blew the game having a no- both of them were rookie pitchers in their first starts. That was the most amazing part.
0: <laughs> Are you a Fucking Mariners
1: hardcore? fan? Oh, I think the Mariners is cool. I, I think I have a Cano jersey, Griffey jersey. I have a Griffey jersey. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, Mariners have always kind of been like, you know, I've, I've kind of liked the Mariners for a long time. I remember way back in the day, they had some incredible collection of talent. Fucking Edgar Martinez. They had A-Rod. Rain Ichiro Suzuki. Ichiro, dude, they had. I think they have like that team set the record for the most wins yeah. in MLB history. Did I they really? one? Yeah, 116 wins.
0: I think Holy Boston shit!
1: Actually, this year is projected to beat that. No way. Yeah, they're oh they're on pace to do something. But no, the Mariners are playing really well now. Right now, how how is the tailgate season up at uh, Montana? You guys, you guys in the uh, wait, 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 big sky right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, sky? Big, sky. big sky. Yeah,
0: yeah. dude. Um. I mean, so we have University of Montana and then Montana State. Uh, university of Montana is in Grizz, Missoula. It's right?
1: Grizz, right?
0: Yep. You, yeah, yeah, University that's is that's Grizz. Good. That's fucking sick. Yeah, dude, I'm, uh, I'm pumped. I got a buddy who just moved down to uh, Montana State. He just got an apartment. He'll be attending Mom. Montana State, so I'm probably going to visit him, see what that's like down there. But uh, yeah, dude, the tailgates are crazy for both schools. Apparently, Bozeman, where Montana State is, that's a little bit crazier because that's a growing town. Right. They're both college towns, but uh, Bozeman's right. growing a lot more apparently.
1: The reason why I think I knew about that because there's like a school about 20 minutes away, Big Town Power School, Radford University. They're in the Big Sky. And then uh, um, my buddy Nico Marshall, his girlfriend Abby Rand she goes to Northern Arizona. I'm like,
2: hey, oh, does she really?
1: Yeah, Justin Miller is
0: in the same conference. Like, that's fucking sick. Like, <laughs>
1: that's crazy. Yeah. See, I always thought you went to the University of Montana. I must have got that mixed up.
0: No, not yet. I'm going to a school called Flathead Valley Community College. That's the community colleges in our, in our right, valley. Right. Yeah, and then when I right. get my associates, when I finish that up, I'll end up switching over to either university or Montana State.
1: Well, what are you studying up there?
0: Right now I'm going for business administration, but oh. I think I'm going to change – possibly to a major in sports marketing cuz I'm pretty sure I'm going to do something uh journalism wise with mixed martial arts and then minor in that's business.
1: Really, yeah. so that's that's like the angle. You want to do something like MMA?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think so, man. Mm-hmm. But um I've you been back and forth really
1: a lot on that uh, on that podcast. Let me tell you. I was really I appreciate
0: excited. that, bro. Really yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. I'm,
1: I'm really excited listening to that.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking with this podcast I'm going to end up doing some mixed martial arts segments when I get people on like from my gym and uh just people that know about it do that and then i'll do some mma segments by myself like recap fights and whatnot but um yeah, yeah that's that's the direction i'm going towards as of now
1: definitely keep me in the loop on that because like i'm like i remember i saw it on twitter and i was really i was like what like
2: that's kind of sick and
1: then i gave a listen i was like really excited and you know i texted you about that like i was yep that was really awesome to hear because like i knew you were really big into that i don't know if you I didn't know if you were really, like, going to go into that. Like, if you were going to actually, like, start fighting or whatnot. So, I was like, shit.
0: Well, that's the plan as of right now. I mean, I'm also 19 and have no idea what I want for my life. But uh, we're figuring <laughs> out every, 1% better every day, right?
1: Right, right. Exactly, exactly. You still working out every day? Yeah. Quite a bit?
0: Yep. Yeah? I'm training up at uh, SBG Montana and then lifting at a different gym. But what about you? You?
1: I just started working out again. Like, I was stuck at, like, 110, 15 pounds for, like, the longest time. Like, Recently, while I've been working, I put on, like, 15 pounds, like, this last month or so. Really? Like, Good for ooh, you, dude. Yeah, Good for going, you. Like, now I'm sitting at, like, 130, so, like, I'm still trying to keep that up. Oh, yeah, uh, bro. It was weird. I didn't put on, like, the Freshman 15 or whatever. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, maybe I mostly. Like, I don't for real know. Like, I stayed pretty consistent, even though, like, I went through, like, 2,000 bucks on my meal plan. It was weird.
0: <laughs> my biggest problem is just gaining weight and, like, keeping it on because I don't have a problem with staying skinny and losing weight. But it's Dick. putting on extra weight, which is putting that's on that's muscle weight metabolism. is a lot harder than that. That's that fucking metabolism. Hey man, it's a curse and a blessing at the same time.
1: Yeah, a lot of people like what should be like this, I guess, or whatnot.
0: Well, when we're when we're forty and fifty, and everybody else is getting uh-huh. fat and getting dad bods, we'll be we'll be cutting in shape.
1: That's what I like. To do. That's the goal. That's the
0: goal. <laughs> so, what do you do outside of your schooling? I should say, what do you do for fun if you if you have time for fun? Because I have very little time for
1: fun. Uh-huh. You know, I go out from time to time. I'm thinking about joining a fraternity. Uh, I'll probably defer the bid till the second semester. So I'm, I'm also involved in, uh, we have a Make-A-Wish club at Virginia Tech, which is like, we raise money toward Make-A-Wish of Greater Virginia. That's and awesome. And we just raised like $5,000 last year. Really? So like, I'm like the head PR guy now. So I go around to different places within the Blacksburg community and try and get donation nights or helping try and raise money total cost for a full wish to be granted is 10000 So that's what I set my personal goal to ri- to hit, to try and raise right. myself for the club. And I'm also involved in Engineers Without Borders. What is that? So my, I guess the sector of Engineers Without Borders, there's three different. One is in, I think, somewhere in South America. And there's another one in Africa. And this one, I think, I want to say is in Kenya, if I remember correctly. I didn't go this year. What we do is we well, we go to a certain school in Kenya that is uh, impoverished, and um, we set up a solar system. And we go back every couple years to replace it or add on to it to meet the power needs for the certain amount of kilowatt hours that are being consumed by the Kenyan people at that school. Really? And so we go there for a couple weeks. Yeah, it's really cool. It'll be a great experience to go. Uh, I hope. See, the tough thing about trying to go is internships are during the summer, too, so it's like it's really weighing the cost-benefit analysis, either between having an internship or, like, going because that's also a long process of going and it's also a little bit of a hassle getting a visa from Africa.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm sure it is, (laughs) but what do you think, like, you say you're weighing the benefits. I personally might think that doing the Kenya thing would be at least better experience for at least me personally, you know?
1: I definitely think I would want to. It's like, the other thing that I'm at a disadvantage for is that I also have to take a, a lab between my junior and senior year, so I would have to miss at least part of an internship for that summer as well. And Those are, like, key years coming up. Like, it would be a great, like, life experience, no doubt, but, like, for work experiences, which is, I, I guess, kind of what's mainly attributed with uh, getting a job outside of college yeah. for a chemical engineer, is kind of big for that. So it's just – it's it's something I have to think about, definitely have to consider.
0: Yeah, for sure. I guess keep putting thought towards it. But either way, dude, that is so cool. I did not know you were the head PR person for your... That
1: was just uh, recently. I won an election at the end of my freshman year, actually, yeah. So you're the head PR
0: person for your Make-A-Wish? Yep. That's crazy, dude. That's that's really good for you. What about you? I am not the head PR person of anything except this podcast, (laughs) so...
1: what do you do outside of uh, your school
0: oh okay yeah um well in the winter i snowboard a lot and then i just train mixed martial arts pretty much full time when i'm not working Damn. do you yeah. snowboard at all or ski okay.
1: i got i got point. I, I went I actually this past winter break i, I went up to a uh, hidden valley for my first time snowboarding and skiing uh i was definitely a lot better at skiing i tried snowboarding first very difficult um and I had a lot of difficulty getting on and off the uh, ski list. I actually uh, <laughs> got ran over by the, uh, well, it got stuck on top of me. <laughs> no, yeah, really? Fall, <laughs> yeah, and uh, I got off and I kind of did like a tumble and like my knee. So you know how your knee is like in front of you and whatnot? Yeah. My, my, only my right knee was like completely 180 degrees in the other direction, but like it didn't hurt and it was weird and, um, yeah people are with, were just like what the fuck is going on there and i was like oh i don't like, i don't know how this happened i don't i
2: don't
1: know what i'm doing and i grabbed <laughs> the keys, and i was like ah uh, well
0: I better i have a pretty similar story this last season towards the end of the season yeah. my roommate my old roommate he, we were coming off the chairlift and you know how you have your one foot strapped in and your back yeah. one's your back one's solo. you got that and yeah. he the second we get off the chairlift he just shoves me from behind cuz he thinks it'd be funny and like pushes me over and there are these like metal posts stuck in next to like where you get off the chairlift because they got a little rope on it. And my board yep. gets caught in one of these poles and my foot is stuck in the front strap, right? And I completely yep. fall over forward and my knee just completely buckles like 90 degrees to the left. And I literally thought I snapped, I snapped my knee in half. I was like, I just blew out my entire knee. But um, it was all right. I think I just got some strained ligaments. Nothing too serious. It was. It hurt for a little while, a couple months. But yeah. we're back to we're I didn't back even to feel it. My
1: knee was backwards. I was like, well, I guess that happened.
0: You didn't feel it, dude? Mine hurt so bad. No,
1: it was. It was weird. I was just like, How does this happen? Like, what?
0: Yeah, it's knees so are weird things to injure, dude.
1: <laughs> uh, ankles aren't. I don't know. I don't know if you remember. I tried for the baseball team. Senior. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 Yeah. Please tell a story. <laughs> okay. All
1: right. So, first time playing baseball in oh my oh, fuck, I want to say, like, 12 years, maybe. Probably- we played L.A.
0: baseball together in, like, third grade.
1: Exactly. So, it was a while. Yeah. Actually, I did get some fall ball experience, so. There you go. You
2: know?
1: Yeah. And, um, anyway, so, I was trying I worked out the year prior, all pretty much hit batting cages. Got grounders, pretty much. only thing I didn't work on was sliding. So, I, uh, first day of tryouts, right? Um I don't know what was the problem, but Coach Luchek, one of the assistant coaches, uh, rolled out grounders. And I remember the first one I threw out, I fucking airmailed the first base and by about five feet. <laughs> um, so I was like, All right, first one, first time jitters, first time jitters. Shake it potato. off, shake it off. Shake it off, right. And I sailed down from there. I think I only bobbled, like, one grounder from there on out. Anyway, and I turned a sick double play a Brandon Miser. So we finished up feeling, and now we're doing a base running drill. So uh, head out of the box, get to run up the first, right? Um, after, once you get the first, uh, next guy, you know, pretend to hit so he's running. I go, uh, ball, or I said something like that, to call out to the runner at third base because the bases were loaded and we're just all continuously running. And uh, he ran. And so what you were supposed to do is um, hook slide into second base. Okay. Yeah. And so <clears throat> I kind of fucked that up because I didn't really, I saw other people doing it and I just kind of assumed that uh, I just knew how to do it, um, right. but I didn't. And so I split in and I thought it felt pretty good. And uh, see, I, I heard a crack. I didn't know if I was hearing stuff or what. I so just like, ah, it's probably nothing. So I get up and I instantly feel this, like, shooting pain in my ankle. I'm like, eh, maybe it's not okay. And so I keep running it off and I'm, like, <laughs> limping, like, running to third place. And Coach Scott, the head coach, is like, you doing alright? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm and good, so
2: dude.
1: I make it through. Make it through. And so after, um, uh, like, hobbling around on it, we go to, we go to some basketball games after, I think it was, like, Webster, Lindbergh Girls basketball. Mm-hmm. And, um, looking at it it's like getting big i'm like look at simon next to me I'm like is this good and he's like yeah just fucking rub some dirt on it or something so I walk <laughs> quit being a pussy <laughs> yeah exactly i walk i walk out to my car and you know i take some ibuprofen. from i get home ice it frozen bag of peas you know ghetto shit yeah right? and uh fuck uh wake up the next morning the were fucking orange like i had trouble putting my shoe on
2: it was orange
1: and so yeah, it was size of an orange. Oh, okay. It looked like there was like a baseball shoved <laughs> in my sock, like hiding from <laughs> me. And so, like, <laughs> oh, my I can, God. um, I go to a that day. I, I was like, you know, I, I, am I'm gonna, I'm gonna find it, and or I'm gonna, you know, find it out. Right. And so, first thing we're doing, you know, my luck. First thing that we're doing, we're under forties, thirty yard dashes, and so I fuck. <laughs> muster up all the strength that I can get and just fucking make a 30-yard dash. I don't even know my time. I could uh, see you just
0: but, running across the field hobbling hobbling on one ankle.
1: No, oh, I had my teeth, like, just pit down hard and just, like, oh, just made it through somehow. Yeah. So, fucking hey, I And then, so we continued along with drills, and I was hitting. Now, with my hitting motion, I uh, shied with my front foot, and so when I rotate with my, when i rotate the swing to get the torque around i turned my ankle and i just could not get any movement out of my ankle and so i hit like shit and so we ended up finishing that day of tryouts and uh took my shoe off to look at it oh this motherfucker was purple it looked like a worn out glove it was fucking disgusting
2: was it broken
1: okay i was like no yeah, well i didn't think so at that point <laughs> and um i walked over to coach guy i was like hey uh I kinda of messed up my ankle. He's like, Go get that taped up. And so at first the uh, trainer just thought it was just a couple strained <laughs> ligaments. Um and so, you know, next day I went to tryouts, and did end up making it, you know, it happens. And so I'm walking around on it after that for a week, and then I'm like, All right, maybe I should go to the doctor. And so I ended up going to a doctor, some uh actually I went to my pediatrician because I still go to a pediatrician nice, for man. some reason. And um <laughs> I know, man car. I take my man car. Yeah, right. And, uh, <laughs> and so she recommends me to this orthopedic uh, chick. And so I go out to, uh, where was it? It was uh, it was over by CBC. And um, so I go in there. She's taking some x rays. And she tells me it's broken. I'm like, how? Oh. Oh. Like, what? Like, I've been walking around this for a fucking week. Like, you got to be shitting me. <laughs> and So I kind of am... Not the most patient person, and I was sitting there for like 25, 30 minutes. I was like, well, what the fuck is saying it's long to get a fucking boot? 25 so minutes I, too long, eh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm like, you know what? I've been walking around. I should be fine. So I left.
0: So I was, <laughs> just up and, and left. Uh, you're like, fuck this. Yeah,
1: I just kind of left. I was like, hey, Dad, you know, um, I don't think I'm going to get a boot. I changed my mind. We don't need this. He's like, you fucking stupid. Get the fuck back in <laughs> there. You like, you're, you're fucking stupid if you don't. Like, you could permanently fuck up your ankle. I was like, all right, fine, whatever. (laughs) And so I milked the shit out of that. Like, it was perfect because my English teacher had English. And you know how English, all the English classes, like, right out to the parking lot? Yeah. English teacher let me leave five minutes early, dodge that fucking traffic. So I wore that for, like, an additional, like, I was only supposed to wear that for, like, a month. I wore it for, like, the last three months of school.
0: That was probably the most annoying thing about high school is the parking lot trying to leave.
1: Oh, it's so annoying. You
0: spend seven oh. hours sitting at a desk all day, and you're just ready to get the fuck home, do whatever you're going to do, and you're sitting in the parking lot for another... If you don't get out there, like, immediately or a couple minutes beforehand, you're, you're going to be bugged. stuck in there for... Yeah, you're, you're fucked. fucked. You're going to be stuck there for at least 30 minutes trying oh, to get out.
1: this one time. I was staying in line because we had to wait for the fucking buses, right? And um, right near the front, right by those gates, uh, Tom Lira was trying to back up. And like, we had, like, we got into, like, a verbal altercation. Like, I was, <laughs> like, I was about to like, what are you fucking trying to do? Back up. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, you don't see that I'm trying to get through. Like, that was some cutthroat shit, that parking lot.
0: Dude, that was, like, it was, like,
1: yeah. It was a terrible experience.
0: I've seen, I've saw so many, like, just little small fender benders in that parking lot.
1: Oh, yeah. Fucking
0: man, that was terrible. It is what, dude. I miss high school a little bit. If we're being honest, you do,
1: yeah. Like you know,
0: just, um, it might be a little bit more for me because I moved away and haven't seen my friends in a while. But just like seeing everybody every day, yeah. that was cool. But yeah. the work of it, dude, I hated. I hated the school in high school.
1: That's fucking. T- I mean, I miss one thing. I missed I'll say this is the structure because, like, you always had a set schedule.
0: Agree, one hundred percent. Like
1: all up on you. And so, like, you know, I kind of tend to fuck around a little bit more. And that's kind of on me. And that's something I need to work on. But, like, you know, in high school, that was nice. You know, you always had a set schedule. So, you know, like, if you can plan accordingly, nothing changes. So that way, you know, you can do whatever.
0: That is something I wanted to ask you about because I do have issues with that. Like, exactly what you're saying is, like, now we're out on our own. It's really up to us. And I... right. Like to think that I am pretty productive every day and like get my shit done, Mm -hmm. dude. But every day, like, I it's a constant struggle with just staying on track and staying productive every day. And especially with my morning routine, I like to have the same routine every day. I get up, first thing you do is make my bed and then shower, brush teeth, and whatnot. But it's hard to just stay in that everyday groove, that everyday routine to just staying productive and getting your shit done. Do you find yourself having that same issue? 100%. 100%. Do you have any tips or just little things that you do every day to kind of remind yourself to keep on track?
1: Well, one thing that I always like to keep in track is like because I'm out of state, you know, it's a little bit more expensive. Although it's actually not that bad, but um, but I know like it's on me. Everything's on me. Like I came here for a reason. Like right. if if I can't fuck this up for myself, because this is the most crucial part of my life, so I like to keep that in the back of my mind is, like, I know they, like, for tests, for example, or, like, if we got a big break coming, I got a test for that. I'm, like, you know, I can relax after. Like, I got to, like, right before Thanksgiving, I'll have a test or something like that. So, I'm, like, if I just put in the time right now, then, like, I got an entire week to just not worry about shit and, like, not have to worry about my final grades later if I can just put in the time now. And, like, other things that I'll do, like, I remember, like, a uh, <coughs> couple, like, more than uh, numerous times throughout last year where I would just, like, some Friday nights, I would just chill in my room and just, like, do homework, like, try and get ahead because, like, that's, like, it's always constantly something's going on and like, right. a lot of, like, a lot of work to do. So it's, like, you know, if I could, if I have to sacrifice Friday night doing some homework, then fucking so be it. Like, it's, it's... I'm not going to be complaining in four years. It's just, it's just one of those things, you know, you have to weigh. It would be different. I'll put it like this. It would be different if I went to school for a different reason. Like, if I just chose to stay in state and probably do that, but because I chose to go there, I went there for a reason. So i got to have my priorities in order. And if I don't, then, like, I'm just wasting money at that point.
0: Agreed 100%. And it's cool talking to you about this because you're out of state pretty far away, too. So I think you right. and I kind of have a similar stance on this. Is like we're out of exactly. state and, like, pretty far away from home. So you kind of get thrown to the wolves right away. And exactly. that's you know kind you of – what's that?
1: You, have, you, feel, you feel homesick or did you have, like, trouble acclimating to college?
0: You know, um, I didn't really feel homesick that much um just because like right when i got here i i had some time
1: so like i didn't think it would be that hard to like find friends around
0: right yeah it's not too hard to like find friends like you'll you find friends everywhere you go but um i made i got the benefit of making some really good friends right off the bat it really kind of like just showed me around and like made me feel at home but even with that being said dude yeah obviously of course like i miss st louis so much i think I love St. Louis now more than I ever have living there for 18 years. Like, I think that I love the city. I I miss the city so much. Yeah, I never really got homesick. I mean, like I say, I miss it, but um, I really love where I am now and, like, what I'm doing in life. So just kind of keep that going.
2: Same, same. One thing, (laughs)
1: actually, this question came up at the dinner I was at right before this. It was like, I said my favorite part of college. I don't know if you agree with me. It was like, because, I'm saying this because we're both out of state. Like, my favorite part, I think, was, like, just being in a place where i didn't know anybody
0: 100 it's just
1: like you just everyone you meet is just something new and it's just like you like you just make friends it's like a great ent- environment it's my
0: favorite like, thing about that you just have a clean slate like you're saying nobody knows exactly. you you don't know anybody you can
2: exactly
0: all these people that yourself if you yourself exactly dude like people might have um things about themselves that they don't like or that they want to change, but they're so, like us, we've lived in St. Louis for 18 years. We have had the same friends. And, like, it's hard to change, make those big changes in life when everybody around you just thinks they know you as that person. And it's hard to really step out. But then once you go somewhere, like, out of state, like we did, it's a lot easier to say, okay, nobody knows me, so I can really reinvent myself or be whoever I want. And just really give, that gives you the extra push and opportunity to kind of, change your ways and, like, form good habits or get rid of the bad habits that you had and just grow as a person. (laughs) I
1: couldn't agree more with what you just said. Although some of those bad habits, including time management, have carried.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm I'm still trying to shake some habits, for sure.
1: I don't know what to do. You know, honestly, I think I just got to keep waking up early because I'm the most productive in the morning. That's crazy
0: you say that this past, I want to say month, maybe a little bit less than that, but Mm -hmm. I've really been trying to, uh, I've been doing, like, a little experiment with myself and just forcing myself to get up Seven thirty, eight o'clock, every single morning. Because so I figure if I get up, and if I'm really lucky, I'll get up at six, six thirty. And I figure, I if I when I get up at six o'clock, and say I am grinding, being productive all the way till noon, I've been up for six hours before most of my friends are even waking up. So I have so that man, advantage you over have them.
1: Whole day of, ahead of yourself.
0: Exactly, dude. You don't realize how much time you waste by just sleeping. And that's not even. And what? And what are you gonna do at night? Like you have to go to bed a little bit earlier. What are you gonna do? Stay up all night and just smoke weed, or listen to listen to YouTube videos, or whatever you're gonna do? Like you're not missing a lot, you
2: know? No, hundred
1: percent. It's like even like waking up at nine. Like that's that's even like late almost. Like you, like if you think about it, dude. If
0: I sleep in past ten thirty, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? I feel like a bum. Yeah, no,
1: that's exactly. No, it's just like nah, because like I start like I kind of got off the rails a little bit at school like mm-hmm. so like on sundays like after like you know going out on a saturday night or like sometimes even a friday night just sleeping in that long it's just like where the fuck did this day go
0: right it's dude like, you feel like you just wasted waste the entire day
1: dude, exactly
0: but back to what i was saying i think that is a good tip for people that are having issues with being productive and staying in their daily routine is try waking That's up true. early every day even if you go oh. to bed late wake up early don't take a nap through the day and just go to bed earlier than oh. <laughs> But you just take, try that for a week.
1: You take naps in college?
0: Um, I did first semester. I first semester I was just fucking up a lot. But um, yeah, yeah. dude, I would. My schedule was so messed up. I would get up. I had like a, I think it was an eight a.m. class, which was not a good idea. And yeah. I'd be staying up, partying all night, and then have to get up, go to this eight a.m. class, still drunk or hungover from the next night, and then <laughs> come home, take a nap, go to work, and then do the same thing over again every night. So that is just that's just no way to live.
1: I didn't really take naps. It was weird. And I don't know why.
0: Really? I try to stay away from yeah. naps now as much as I can.
1: Those are dangerous, man. Those are, those are a fucking traps.
0: They are. Once you take a nap during the day, you're going to be up a lot longer at night. Even if you're tired, your mind, sleep. your mind had that rest.
1: Yeah, that's the part that fucks me up.
0: Another tip that I was thinking. Hmm. I don't know how big of a reader you are because I'm not a huge reader. I'm not super big into reading, oh, but I've, i you are.
1: See, the thing is, with me is like. I enjoy reading. Like, the thing that it for me was, like, when it was required. Because, like, I naturally, like, enjoy reading. Right. So, like, I always, like, I would, like, I searched for times in which I had nothing else to do. Like, completely done with, like, everything that I had to get done. Mm -hmm. But I had time to just, like, relax and read. Because, like, I naturally enjoy reading.
0: And I agree with you 100%. But I enjoy reading the things that I want to read about. But like you are saying, when it was forced in high school, I hated that shit. But now, dude... A tip that I was going to say is I always, I like reading self-help books a lot because I feel I really Mm -hmm. gain a lot out of it and just even nonetheless just get experience from like somebody else's perspective. But um, I always keep like a short, say 100 to 200 page self-help book that I'm just reading at all times. Like my uh, One that I really enjoy is called uh, Seven Spiritual Laws to Success. If you haven't read that, Mm -hmm. um, check that out. That's a really good book. And then right now I'm reading wow. a book called Make Your Bed, which is what started me to make your bed every morning. I'm always just reading a self-help book because, like, like you're saying, like you have 30 minutes, an hour that you're not doing anything. Just pick up the book and read it. And I find that keeps me on track, too, is it gives you that extra motivation throughout the day. Even if it's just you're reading one chapter, or a couple pages at a time, you're still getting something out of make
2: yourself that. better.
1: Yeah, for sure. Out. you got to send me that title of that book.
0: Though. <laughs> I will, dude. I will. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll ship it oh. to you if you want to read it. It's one of my favorite books. It's helped me a lot.
1: Oh, you don't have to share I'll just get it from, like, the library. So. Yeah. I just, start, I just started picking up. Like, I had this interest. Like, I've heard a lot of things about this book. Like, Dante's Inferno. So I just checked mm. it out from the library recently. So I just started reading that. It's about the, like, uh like the quote-unquote, like, the seven layers of hell or whatnot. So, like, it was really so interesting. It was That's in interesting. I, another tip I just thought of, I haven't personally done this. It seems like it works. Setting your alarm clock, like, your phone on the other side of the room. So it forces you to get up in the morning.
0: I have never thought about that.
1: Yeah, you know, like you think about it, like you usually have your phone right next to you when you go to bed. Always have have it on my
0: desk right next to my bed.
1: Exactly, right? So you can just turn it off easily. But if it's on the other side of the room, you actually have to get up to turn it off. And then you're up. Like that's the hardest part. Damn, dude. I never even thought.
0: I'm definitely going to try that from now on because you're not right. I keep my phone on my desk right next to my bed every morning. I have to set three or four alarms because I know I'm going to hit snooze. Because it's just easy, just to roll over, hit that button, and go back to bed. That's a great idea. I'm going to start trying that.
1: That's what I'm saying. Yeah.
0: Have you found that's been helping you?
1: Oh, I I haven't tried it. Like I probably should have. But I haven't <laughs> tried it yet. I mean, because I I just thought I was thinking like I've seen I've seen that happen, and like it seems like it works. So like I that's something I definitely want to try. I'm going to try that tonight. Like, numerous times so like I was like get up last year and then like. I would be up for a minute, and then like I'd be like, "All right, I'm gonna get up," but like I haven't actually gotten up from my bed, and so like I was thinking about it, and I was like, and then I would fall back asleep. So it's like, then what was the point of even setting me along in the first place?
2: Right.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Fuck. All right, man. Well, let's uh, let's wrap this up. We've been going for about an hour now. Sumit, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. I think the listeners are going to enjoy this. Really hopefully get some good things out of it.
1: Thank you very much for having me on here. Please send it to me when you finish editing it because I'm going to enjoy listening to this. Oh, I will for sure, dude.